G'day and welcome to the detour. I'm your host, Dan Jones. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm your host, John. <laughs> Dan Jones. You couldn't make it today. Um, and I'd like to welcome my special guest, the voice of cycling, Phil Liggett, who needs no other introduction. And Vaughan McVillan, son of one of my great cycling rivals. <laughs> um, and Vaughan is the uh, on the board of the Metal Wheels Foundation. And he's also uh, with the company uh, Apex Custom Clothing, who are doing that wonderful clothing for our detour kit, which we'll get to uh, later in the show. But welcome on board, fellas. Hello, nice. nice. How are you? As always. Good to see you, John. You're looking in your new new promotion as host. You look absolutely fantastic. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm nervous, but <laughs> well, I reckon I'm just far enough away to be out of trouble back here in the UK. <laughs> now, um, just say adjust your camera a bit, Phil. This is off, off camera. There's been a, 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 oh, you're getting a bit technical, aren't you? Adjust your camera. He's just straight oh, in. He's, that was the look, he's already producer. He's already got a day on us. Have you seen? Look, just shut your face, right? Okay, just stop. <laughs> Now, that was a very uh, a stage uh, uh, um, 19 last night, uh, or was it 18 last night? 18 last night, 19 tonight, I think. Yeah, that's it. Um, no, it was 19. Stage. Was it? Yeah, 19 last night, 20 tonight. Yeah, yep. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two days um, to go, John. Two days yeah. left. Yeah. Oh, we're just about there. But it's been a, a fascinating bike race. I, I really couldn't see anything but it being a normal sprint finish uh, uh, yesterday, but. Hey, all, all hell broke loose right from the start when uh, the green jersey, Fabio uh, Jakobsen, uh, was dropped on the big climb early on and uh, never got back. So that put uh, action aplenty. So what were your thoughts on uh, that one, Phil? Well, uh, it was as we predicted, if you remember, John, we said a big break would go and would stick, and it did just that. And, um, well, Magnus Court Nielsen just having a dream ride at the moment. He owed a lot to Lawson Craddock in that breakaway because he did. Lawson just destroyed himself, so he didn't have to. Uh, Magnus just had to wait until the last minute to win the sprint. I felt sorry for Oliveira um, because I'd like to have seen him win as well, but Magnus got it. But the big sadness of the day, well, for me, was the crash to um, to Louis Menkes the South African rider, because that kid was having a great tour. You know, he's had a rough few years. He's he's always been a big prospect in the big grand tours. He's finished in the top 10 in the Tour de France, uh, and he looked like he was going to make a big finish here, and he's out two days to go. Really, really sad. Yeah, he just moved into the top 10. I think he ran second to both the Yateses in the white jersey in the Tour de France. He ran second to one Yates and then the next That's year. right. That's right. He's, he's, a, he's a lovely climber. He, he sort of got himself in a little bit of a mental situation, but he's come back, and that was to be his big moment tomorrow. I thought, I thought it was a really interesting stage in that I always thought the break was going to get caught. They never got more than just over two minutes. It was a big break which would never really settle well early on. Although yeah. once they split, it changed a bit. But uh, the DSM boys, they did a power of work uh, on the front because they wanted to close the gap because they felt that uh, Danese could, could win and he probably he, he won the bunch gallop behind them. He probably could have got close to winning that stage. So mm. they put a lot of work in. Uh, Bike Exchange were very late helping them. I think they, because they had uh, one of the young guys in the break, although they really felt it was a day for Matthews. They finally 
decided to put the, ha- the, the hammer down. But just as you said before, Vaughan, uh, uh, Lawson Craddock was amazing. And he was the difference. He was the reason they didn't get caught. He buried himself for about 20K out, and then he did it again in the last 5 or 6K, which just stopped uh, the, the uh, peloton from closing. Because it was down to less than 20 seconds with about 5 or 6K to go. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was a great Yeah, it was an amazing. It was an amazing race because you obviously, I was watching the ticker, you know, because before it went live, and uh, I sent you that message, Ify, going, "What in hell's going on?" You know, because uh, Jakobsen was out the hoop. I'm like, has he crashed? Is he like he's six, five, four minutes down, five minutes down, six minutes you down? Dropped like, you dropped him. You walked like, him out of the bike race, mate. <laughs> I had. I was like, look out, and I said, I said, Maggie's going to get up tonight, and he's going to be going for the uh, the green jersey. And I, like, obviously, I'd already saw that he was in the breakaway. Um, but yeah, what a great, an amazing stage um, uh, by for EF, and you could just see how hard um, they both celebrated for the win. You know, um, if, if you watched up even as um, Lawson came across the line, he was like both hands in the air because he just, you're right, like totally and utterly buried himself. Um, and I thought, you know, don't want to throw stones, but yeah, I, I agree with you with bike exchange. Like, well, I, I don't know, they came really late to the party. Um, and in the end, they they missed out again uh, on another one. So yeah. um, probably their yeah, last chance, actually. Yeah. So uh, yeah. even though Dan's not on the show, uh, he he's not completely uh, uh, useless. He did throw the fishing rod out uh, <laughs> to his mate Jens Kuklia, and I managed to catch up with Jens only just a few minutes ago. Uh, or they're on the team bus. I'm not sure which way they were going, but they're on the team bus. So uh, let, let's have a word with uh, Jens and his special uh, mate who was sitting in front of him. G'day, Jens. How are you, bud? Yeah, good morning for me. I don't know what, what it is for you, but uh, all yeah. good. Thanks. It's e- early evening. Listen, what do you got in the water there at EF? What's happening? Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, <laughs> just a really good uh, atmosphere along the boys here. Um, it's been we, We've been saying it a couple of times already. It's been... Uh, a really nice last, uh, last three weeks um, on and off the bike. I think there's a really good atmosphere. Even though we, we, we lost some guys along the way, the the atmosphere has been good this whole time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been amazing. <laughs> well, that's what ta- happens in Grand Tours, of course. You normally lose a, a few along the way. Look, I was just talking to a mate of mine, and I said we're going to be talking to you shortly. And he said, Jens, he never stops smiling. And that's true, Jens. You were always smiling. Even the other day, I saw you go for a King of the Mountain sprint with one of your, your Belgian mates with AG2R, and you were both laughing at each other. What, what was going on there? Yeah, I don't, it, was a, it was the intermediate sprint. And, uh, yeah, yeah we, I, I wasn't intended to go for it, but I saw the sign like 1K to go. And I was wondering, like, hmm, is anybody anybody else going to try? So I go to the front really slowly, and I see Stan Wolf. I know him really well. Uh, I've been teammates with him and uh, did some training camps with him last month, actually. And uh, I saw him going down in the handlebar. And I said, oh, okay, here we go. We <laughs> just go for this. Uh, I was just, it was just, I was stupid, but uh, it was funny. <laughs> now I don't know where where Magnus is if he's around the back there, but uh, we'd love to see his face because that was just the best ride. Ah, oh, there he is. Hey, hey, 
G'day, Magnus. Yeah, I got my. How I, are you, mate? I got my headphones in, so he can't hear. I <laughs> can't hear. But just tell him from us, congratulations. That was sensational, right? Sensational, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now, so that's three wins. But I reckon the one he didn't win was almost his best stage. You know, that was a stage at. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's range eleven. Stage eleven. Where, where he just got caught. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But can you can you just say to him, I reckon he is my favourite for the World Championships in in, uh, in Flanders. I reckon he is the form rider and it's a perfect course for him. What's he think? I'll ask him. Most, okay. There's a question. They think, they reckon you're the, you're the favourite for the World's. What's your what's your answer to that? Uh, I don't quite see it that way. I think there's uh, a lot of, of strong riders that have done uh, very well uh, recently, and uh, especially in, in if I won the race, I might not be uh, be the favorite. <laughs> no, you're He's just being modest. Well, eh? He's being modest. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, normally yeah. Uh, the, the guys who come out of the uh, of the Vuelta have the best form for the world. So. The other big riders, you know, like a couple of your compatriots from Belgium, um, they haven't ridden the the Vuelta, so it's harder to get that same form. Eh? Yeah. What, what about you, Jens? Everybody's uh, everybody knows what he's doing on training, and I'm pretty sure that if you do the Vuelta or not, you can be uh, you can be at the start of the world at 100% of your form. Um, but but it is true that the Grand Tour gives you that little bit extra. You saw it at the at the Olympics as well. I think that the, all the guys who finished in the front, they were there. Uh, they were coming from the Tour as well. So yeah, we'll see. Now uh, it was a great ride by uh, uh, by uh, Craddock, uh, you know, Lawson Craddock yesterday too. He was so strong and so yeah. so pivotal. Uh, to that win for Magnus. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was amazing. Like everybody that, that that was in the bunch, I we almost couldn't believe that that the group uh, stayed up the road. We were going so hard in the bunch the whole day, uh, and the gap was never. I think the, the biggest time gap they had yesterday was just a little bit over two minutes, but for such exactly. a long time it was between thirty seconds and one of a half one and a half minute. And the speed was just so high the whole day, so it was unbelievable. And yeah, we heard everything through the radio, uh, all the work that uh, the lost did throughout the whole day. So I was, it was amazing to hear, and uh, I was such a was such a great day yesterday. <laughs> well, your your DS uh, Juan Galate, he is a legend. I mean, I, I can remember when he was riding. I think you, I don't know how many he ride eight. Uh, well, no, 12 welters, I think he's ridden. 12 welters, eight Giros, eight, uh, eight tours to France. But he was never off the radio. He was saying, he was, go, go, go for about uh, 50 kilometres. Yeah, it was it was crazy. We said it as well, like, from 100 kilometres from the finish, it felt like we, it was like 10K to go because the gap wasn't that big anymore and it felt like, okay, this is the, the final of the stage, the final of the stage. But every time you looked down, it was like, it's still 80Ks to go, 90Ks to go. It was unbelievable. But uh, yeah, the last month we actually had, 
I was fortunate to do uh, my whole last month of racing together with Juanma. Uh, started off great in San Sebastian. Then we also won a stage in Burgos and then three stages here in the world. It's been, it's been an unbelievable month for, uh, for us. So what about today's stage? It looks a, a pretty tough day for the second last day. There's, there's no easy run into the finale tomorrow. So it's, uh, we're just looking at the map here. So your category, it's all up and down for the first 60K, but no categorised climbs. And then you're straight into Cat 3, Cat 2, Cat 1, Cat, cat 2, and then finish on Cat 2. So it's a tough day. Yeah, well, after yesterday, we decided... We're not gonna start anymore. I think our belt is is perfect way there. So we're we're actually on the way to Madrid now. Everybody thinks <laughs> the bus has done a left hand turn. Oh, I reckon that's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's a, a tough day in the office. What's the what's the weather like uh, at the moment? Actually, really nice. Uh, I'm 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 happy with that. I think if you would if we would have done this stage. In bad weather or uh, in wet conditions, it would have been uh, a really tough, tough day. I think it's, it's, yeah, might actually be one of the hardest days uh, of the Vuelta so far, especially for the GC riders. It depends a little bit how they race, but um, yeah, for sure, it's uh, it's going to be a, a super tough, tough day today. Yeah, I reckon it's a big race for that third spot on the podium because I've got, I think, uh, you know, Roglic pretty well <laughs> home and hose and, and Mass looks pretty good for second. But that third between Lopez, Jack Haig and Bernal, it's nothing much in it. No, and I'm uh, I'm cheering for Jack. I was teammates uh, with him on Orica. Um, I always got along really well with him. Uh, so, yeah, I'm cheering for him. I hope he does it. A good job. He was really unlucky with that crash in the tour. I think the yeah. form he had then uh, that he was up uh, for for a really good GC in the tour. So I'm happy to see him here um, every day in the front again. Uh, and yeah, I would be so happy for him if he would make uh, the podium. Well, look, it's been great to have you uh, on board again. Thanks very much for yapping with us uh, through the through the Vuelta, mate. Uh, and from all your Aussie fans, we no wish you, you good luck. And I've been talking to the powers that be in Belgium. I've told them they need you in the Belgian team for the Worlds. I think they'll sign you up just so that you can tell them about Magnus. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right, mate. Ciao. Unreal. That was lovely. So the, bu the bus is turning left. It's gone. We're done. It sounds like the detour to France, mate. It's like, yeah, no, we're going on. That's it. Good name for a movie, actually. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, we're talking about uh, uh, bike rides. Dan Martin is, is retiring. So um, there he is. Uh, riding with Israel, being a legend of the sport. Uh, tell us a bit about him because he comes from great lineage, uh, of course, Phil. So, uh, yeah. and you know him pretty well. Tell, tell us a little bit about him. Well, he, he is Irish, of course, and he, and he claims to be Irish, but he was brought up in, in the UK. And uh, his dad, Neil, was a British road racing champion and a very nice guy and a very aggressive bike rider. And I've never seen a man more proud than when his son. Uh, came to the top as a pro bike rider and followed in his footsteps. He's a very unassuming character. He's 
I went on safari with Dan in South Africa, funnily enough, uh, just after he'd won the Tour of Lombardy a few years ago. And I was showing him the rhinos, a place called Pilansburg in South Africa. And we went on, a group of us went, uh, and he was obviously the quiet man of the trip. Um, he was fascinated by the information I gave him on the birds and the animals uh, in the lodge. But uh, you'd never know this man was ever a great bike rider because he was... He wore these golf shorts with all the checkers on, and, and he just looked a, a total casual guy out for, a, well, a bit of a safari, really, and he, he never rode a bike in his life. He was a really, really nice guy. It's been obviously a big call, I think, for him to suddenly announce retirement. He's made the decision, it seems, just about now. He's, he's been churning it over. I've got a feeling he may have had some, some uh, business offers made to him, or he's got some plans, and that's why he's called it quits now. He's mid-30s. Um, it's a time, I suppose, to go. But he's made the brave decision to go when he's still racing extremely well. He's not going down just now. And uh, to a, a stage, Giro stage winner this year um, as well. So he's saying goodbye at the top. And that takes a brave man. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. oh, but, and uh, no, you should. You, you never will. Not till I nail well, uh, uh, me down, down, I'm afraid. I yeah. can't do it. But I. Uh, but as Dan said, he's not He's not going away uh, from from the sport. He's going to stay very much involved. But he's, he's right to consider his family and his kids because your young life goes by very quickly, especially when you're doing something you really love. And he really loves his bike riding. That's the thing. If he ever, if he didn't love what he did, he'd he'd have been out last year, the year before, the year before that. What concerns me is what's his dad gonna do? His dad's a real brummy from Birmingham, you know, the black country, here in in the UK. And I've I've met Neil in many strange situations, uh, and all he's doing is quietly following his son. Well, on a train for one, when we came up from Avignon to France, at the, uh, to Paris rather, at the end of the stage of the Tour de France, I walked into Neil on board. He had all the wine stacked under the under the cupboard in the train. He had the whole compartment of Neil Martin's fans and Dan Martin's fans, rather. And the stories flowed because Neil was a really good bike rider, a really good bike rider, and never really told us about his son until all of a sudden Dan was winning the big races, which his dad never even got a shot at. But of course, the lineage uh, and the Irish connection comes because his mother oh, yeah. is uh, Stephen Roach's yeah. sister. So. Correct, uh, <laughs> correct. And, and Dan was my info into Stephen Roach many years ago. Yeah, yeah. and not Dan and Neil was my info. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and also overnight, of course, Caleb Ewan um, uh, took out stage five of the Better Lux Tour with a very yeah. good. Uh, uh, win, just getting Colabrelli uh, just before the line. Now he went past him with about 15 minutes to go and beat him by nearly a length, so he was really moving, but uh, good to see him back, because I mean it was a, a nasty crash uh, in the Tour de France, which could have been season ending, it was, wasn't just a simple collarbone that you could fix, it, it's taken a long while for him to come yeah. back, and he's come back really That's strong. His first, uh, first win since June, I think, uh, so he's now back, Um and Colbelli is on top of his form, so that was a good scalp. Because Colbelli is going to go in as one of the Italian favourites to win the World Championships. Uh, they're putting a lot of eggs in that basket for Colbelli. He's having a great year. Yeah, well, he and, came and, past him uh, too in that sprint. Really, like it was. I just yeah. watched it again. That's like 
each Caleb came off the wheel from about fourth wheel um, and massive gear, massive gear and just punched it. Um, and it yeah. was a longer sprint than I was expecting because he, yeah. uh, as he come up yeah, alongside yeah. Cobrelli, I thought that's the finish line there. And it was now nah, there's another like 10 or 15 pedal strokes. And yeah, it was a real gutsy, really strong performance by Caleb. Yeah. Really exciting to see. On his form, I think, Vaughan, um, he's the fastest sprinter currently on the block in the world. Um, but he's found his legs again. And he reminds me of Robbie McEwen every time he comes out of that pack at full speed, making up lost ground and streaks ahead of the field. He's an exciting sprinter to commentate on, I'll tell you that. Um, so I'm happy <laughs> for him. I'm very happy for him. Yeah, yeah and he's uh, co-leader co of the Australian team for the Worlds, with, along with Bling, with Michael Matthews. It'll be interesting mm. to see. Uh, yeah. in, in top form... You'd say he would get around that because he likes those short, sharp climbs like that are uh, Tour of Flanders type things. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how if his uh, strength is up there. But I'm looking forward to, to what would be a great world championship. But the other thing in the Benelux Tour, we've got um, Durbo. Luke Durbridge has moved into second place, only I think two seconds behind. Uh, uh, Stefan Kung, who's the leader. Although you were just uh, pointing out to me before, Phil, it's a pretty tough finale uh, 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 on Sunday. What, what's going on there? Yeah, it is. Um, I hadn't realised, but uh, I took a little more interest when I saw Luke was up there in second place. Mind you, you're looking at about 20 guys all within 30 seconds of the yellow jersey. So it, it could flip at any moment. Um, but I, I think Luke... Derbage for me, he's having a great season. Uh, images of the way he rode Mont Ventoux this year in the Tour de France at the front of the bunch. Uh, I was over the moon for the guy. And I laughingly I interviewed him and I said, Hey, how long have you been a climber? And he just laughed, you know, it was just <laughs> terrific. So I would like to think that he'll consolidate uh, this runner up spot. Um, but the course to finish this race is uh, three times at the war, four times. Fourth time you finish on the top of the wall of Gerardsbergen. It's a cobble brute, of course, the famous church on the top, um, mm. and the crowds will be enormous. The, as the Belgian will tell you, they're very unruly crowds because uh, they love the cycling. So no COVID restriction will stop them. I'll tell you, they'll be there in the in the thousands. Um, it's difficult for the Brits because the Belgians see the British, uh, the UK as a red country. So if we went, we'd have to quarantine. So I don't. You got the, the Communist Party got in already, have they? I it they looks like it looks like we've been taken no. over now. We've been taken no. over. And it's all, all gone wrong. All at the last minute. Um, the red's under we the had bed. A massive forty-two thousand new cases yesterday here in the UK. Uh, and it seems we, we don't care anymore. We just get on with our life now. So, but we can't get to Belgium. That's the problem. But I'm. We, I, we, I think it's we been. We can't point the finger. We can't point the finger at you. It's uh, it's not looking too uh, flash here at the moment. We're uh, no, no, it's yeah, not. Uh, well, the thing challenges. is, the the virus is in now, and that's that's the way it's. We're going to have to learn to live with it. Otherwise, the yeah. countries will sink economically. They'll just sink. We have a major job problem here now. Um, we can't get a lorry driver to drive a vehicle. They just don't exist. So all of, all our simple things like the food shops are turning no food on the shelves. So it's no McDonald's. Crazy. Oh, yes. Well, as I said earlier, we've always been using COVID. <laughs> uh, anyway, good luck um, to Luke. He's my man. I want to see him do well in this way. He deserves it. He's such a genuine bike rider. I'd love to see him. Um, now, also, we had the uh, stage, the Selazit uh, Challenge the, by yep. the Walter, the, the women's uh, the, the Walter. The woman you said, John, has taken control. Well, not quite. 
but she she won the time trial. <laughs> she won the time trial, but only by um, twenty seconds from uh, uh, Risa, yeah. the, the Swiss Swiss uh, leader. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, twenty seconds, and I think probably uh, was twenty eight. So I think uh, the lead now is one thirty six, but. Reukers and 139 to Van Vluten. They'll have trouble getting there. It's a really hard stage. I loved reading the quotes from uh, Annemiek Van Vluten. She's such a racer. She yeah. said, I'm really looking forward to it. There she is there, up to the hand up there. And she said, I'm looking for, I don't like defending. I like attacking. So she said, I'm more I'm more a one-day racer than a tour rider because that defending thing, I just don't like it. I just like to go there and attack. And I'm looking forward to getting there and attacking. I'm not uh, I'm not going to just present it to uh, uh, Rosa, she said. So fantastic. Bet your life. Well, she's a brilliant. I'll never forget a, a world championship win in Harrogate at the Worlds three years ago. I think it was two years ago. Um, she broke away 100 kilometres out on her own and stormed to victory arcs. And a terrible day. Oh, the rain. The moors never looked bleaker. Sherlock Holmes had the time of his life up there. And it was it was fabulous, absolutely fabulous to see her win that race. And uh, you know, uh, Jerry's the best uh, protagonist of this. But when Jerry employed her on the on the women's team here here in Australia, um, I got to know her quite well. And she's an absolutely super person and soaked in talent. She's the number one bike rider of the, of the day for sure. Even though he's got uh, Van der Breggen and and top top women like um, uh, Mariana. Boss, yeah. And Vorney, uh, did you watch any of the uh, the women's challenge or the highlights of it last night? I didn't watch the last night, but um, yeah, as I said uh, the other night, I've been loving watching uh, the women's racing, and it's interesting too. The like after um, the Olympics, just to see who's still on on form, um, and there always seems to be a pretty tight uh, bunch of uh, of girls right near the very top. But um, yeah, she's a super impressive rider, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she amazing. Yeah. No, she is. Now, um, I just wanted to ha ha have a shout out to one of uh, a good friend of uh, of mine and a, a fantastic athlete in Carol Cook, who's riding the Paralympics. She got a silver medal mm. in the in the time trial, but she crashed. There she is. She she was uh, trying to defend her gold medal in the in the women's road race. She crashed uh, badly. And uh, she's in hospital with a, with a punctured lung. So, oh. um, Carol, uh, I don't know if you've been watching the detour, but to all her, her, her family and, and all her many friends, uh, good luck, uh, Dale, and I hope you uh, are up and uh, Adam very soon. She's, a, she's such a legend. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, big shout out too because um, I have a great story. Um, about four or five years ago, uh, I was uh, doing some stuff with the Institute of Sport uh, when uh, Brad McGee was running the show there and um, Benny Kirsten's, and we did the old Sydney to Gong, and so we got a whole heap of his team riders, and, of course, Carol turned up on her three-wheeler, and we did that as a group. We, we rode down to, to the Gong, but anyone who's done the city of the gong you get sort of halfway through there and you've got that big bombing descent that goes you know down towards the water and um and you know some of these young uh, i won't name them because they're pretty good bike riders now but it was a few, a few years, years ago some of these young guys were like oh no what, you know what we better be careful what how's she going to go downhill you know like what's she going to do downhill i've never seen anything like it in my life like i i still get goosebumps uh, i was riding alongside brad mcgee and she came past us and then we looked at each other and was like all right it's game on here and we try to jump on the wheel and because it's a three-wheeler 
it's obviously quite different from tipping in a road bike. She has to sort of fully, like nearly like a super bike, hang her bum right off the side of the saddle and hold the back, hold the inside wheel down. She went round this corner. I reckon she was doing about 85 k's an hour. And uh, it was unbelievable. And all these young uh, whippersnappers were just like, you know, eyes wide open, jaw down. So massive shout out to you, Carol. Hope you're uh, on the mend, love. She she loves to uh, stir people up, and she and she'll see some of the bike riders will say, "Oh, what's it like riding? You know, like a tricycle type thing?" And she'll say, "Oh, you jump on, have a ride. They're so hard to ride. It's not just like jumping on and going. They they go hard to steer." And I've watched a couple of the pros jump on the bike and fall off, and she just has a giggle. <laughs> great. Mm. So we um. We're going to uh... actually. Can I another quick story? Can I tell you another yeah. quick story? Yeah. I just because uh, Yenzi or Kirkland was on, I've got a fat cracking story about. I think it was 2015 Paris Roubaix. Um, I was holding a Paris Roubaix night as I do most years. Huge table of corporates and stuff, and beers and food, and having a good time. And we're going to cross live uh, to Maddie Wilson, who was the DS in the team car. Um, and I can't even remember who would have been up that year, who was their their pick, but. Um, Anyway, whoever it was had a puncture with about 20 k's to go, and so it was race over. So at about 15 k's to go, phone rings. It's Maddie Wilson. I plug it into the PA. And I'm like, hey, Maddie. He's like, hey, mate. Fucking oh, excuse me. He's like swearing and stuff, carrying on. He's like, yeah, race is over for us, you know, so we're just going to sort of follow it in and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, Kooks is actually sitting in that front group. And he's like, what? I'm like, Kooks is uh, sitting in that front group of five or six. And so the next thing, he threw his phone down but didn't hang up. And so we got to listen to Matty Wilson in the team car drive all the way to the finish. I think he came sixth that year in Paris-Roubaix, yeah, Jens Kuklain. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> Matty Wilson dropped more swear words than I've ever heard in my entire life, <laughs> trying to obviously get through in the car. Uh, and uh, I've got people who still come up to me this very day. In fact, only about four weeks ago, this guy came up and goes, I was at that dinner where we had the guy on the phone and you are uh, So, uh, yeah, <laughs> huge shout out. Yeah. And poor old, because obviously did, uh, Matty Wilson didn't even know what was going on. He was like, yeah, no, we're, we're out. We've got, got no riders left. I'm like, no, nah, there's one left, mate. He's still up there. So, yeah, he's a classy rider. Okay, we're going to throw to a break. Uh, it's drink, drink break time. Uh, and uh, a little uh, uh, word from our great uh, sponsors at Bike Exchange and, of course, our partners in the Amy Gillett Foundation. So we'll throw to that. And when we come back, we'll announce the winner of the Apex Custom Clothing Competition. Woo! Woo! Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> it's a bike. 374 people are looking at this guy this girl them all looking at it people from here there and wherever this is people that are looking for a bike or just a piece of it amateurs semi-amateurs and pro amateurs this guy wants this bike but with this crank and these bars this could be the perfect match but not this one this girl has a bike to sell and thousands of people might purchase it eyes on bikes help grow small businesses his hers yours and the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving we are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 500,000 products and 900 brands where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike bike exchange 
where the world buys, sells, learns and rides. Life is like a two-way street. It's about consideration and mutual respect. Roads are much the same. However you get around, walk, ride or drive, if we share our roads, we can all be safer. The Amy Gillett Foundation is Australia's peak cycling safety charity. Our mission is for safe cycling in Australia. Our vision is for zero cyclist deaths. Over the last year, we've seen an enormous increase in people taking up cycling, whether it be for recreation, with the family, commuting or even to start your own cycling career. We need to do more to make it safer for every cyclist. 20 cyclists every day are hospitalised and one cyclist is killed every 10 days on Australian roads. So, the next time you jump on your bike or hop in your car, remember to practice the four C's. Be courteous, calm, considerate and conscientious. Every cyclist's death is preventable and we all deserve to get home safely. Please donate to help the Amy Gillett Foundation make the road safer for you and for me. What a voice. Okay. What a voice. <laughs> okay, so now it's time. We've, uh, as we know, we've had uh, competition running. We, we've uh, got people to uh, go to the website and the three favourite uh, up, and then finally, uh, well, actually, the foundation, Amy Girl Foundation, picked the three jerseys and had a vote on it. It's come out. Now, I think Katie uh, is talking uh, about the waiting room. Most of the cast is all over and call him. We're going to get him involved. So, uh, there, go ahead. But, um, so, I think we'll, we'll whack it up here now. So, the winning, we might show the three favourites. And then the, the, the yeah, there was one of them. Oh, I love that one. Uh, stop, please. Uh, uh, don't get crabby. And um, that's a sensational <laughs> one with all the, uh, uh, what did Dan call it, the yellow camouflage uh, outfit. Um, and this one was my favourite. Um, and uh, the final winning jersey, Kate, I was wanting to get Katie to announce it, but uh, she hasn't jumped on. I'd look at my phone. Where is she? Um, big ringing the bell, ringing the bell. And the winner is. Hey! hey! There you go. Deep to our team, short sleeve jersey, bib shorts. Now, Oh, look, and there's all the gear you can get the full kit. You can get caps, you can get gloves, you can get long sleeve uh, jerseys, rain jackets, um, what they call gillet. I've always wondered what they call it a gillet. 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 Whatever. But in this particular case, it should be called a gillet, shouldn't it, really? In the Amy Gillett, <laughs> yes, okay. Well, we're going to get you to announce the winner, but we went and did it without you. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 
Sorry, sorry. That's, all right, no, that's fine. That's fine. So um, it's been great. So we're just telling people about uh, all of the, the the gear that they can they can buy. So whether they are going to come along to uh, Amy uh, Amy's uh, Great Ocean Road Grand Fondo or not, you're welcome to come and uh, buy the equipment. And all the the, the profits from the uh, from the sale will go to the Amy Gillett Foundation. So uh, how's it all going with the, with with the uh, with Amy's Grand Fondo? I mean, I know it's a bit of conjecture on what's happening in Australia at the moment, but how are the entries going? Yeah, really well, actually. We've had such a um, big sort of intake in the last two weeks, and um, so that's kind of really encouraging as well. And um, fingers crossed everything is um, happening in Victoria, so everyone can ride there. But um, next Thursday, or next Saturday, the 11th, we'll announce some and we'll announce something else to go along with Grand Fondo so we can do it in the intro. So maybe I'll tell you guys first and then you can announce it on Thursday and we'll announce it on Saturday. Oh, wonderful. Sounds great. Cool. So we're just talking about So I've got uh, I've got about eight uh, uh, mates of mine, the detour uh, degenerates that we ride on Tuesdays and Thursdays and uh, sometimes on Saturdays. Um It'd be a big challenge for us, but we're going to do the 130k. So there's two rides at 130k. There's the age classification, which is really a race because yep. that's to qualify for the for the for the world championships. But then there's a the recreational ride. It's a wonderful circuit right around the the, uh, the back through forest, up through the hills, and then down the Great Ocean Road. There's a, a 45 kilometer gravel Grand Fondo. Where where does that actually yep. go? Do you know. Put you on the spot, I, Katie. You, <laughs> you've got me stumped now. Um, I can't actually give a specific for the gravel because the gravel sort of about my my little niche area. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I can send you all. Uh, Send it to me, and we'll talk about it uh, uh, tomorrow. But there's also the the, the they call the media with the media uh, Apollo Bay to Lawn, the 45 kilometres. That would be a wonderful ride, just from Apollo Bay right down the Great Ocean Road to Lawn, just a yep. uh, sensational ride. That'd be a lot of fun. And then there's a 14 kilometre family ride at Lawn as well. So we've got a, quite a few. So you can buy your detour view. So if you enter. Buy your detour uh, kit. That will entitle you for breakfast with the uh, um, the, the detour mob. Um, and we've got we've got a special group doing the uh, the one thirty k because we're going to have our own Derny rider in front on the uh, e bike. <laughs> Dan Jones, and he's Dan the perfect Jones. size uh, to to give us a good windbreak. So we'll be able to get the tuck in right behind him. Oh, uh, sorry, Katie. You just break it up there, Dal. Uh, there you go. The gravel goes up. The back behind lawn. Thanks, Chris. Chris Peters has just told us the gravel goes up uh, behind lawn. I sort of guess that it was either that or uh, along the beach uh, into the water. So I don't know if you're going to go there. But um, it's sensational. Uh, uh, right. Oh, you're back, Katie. I'm back. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. That's all right. Um, so we've got a large group, and anyone who wants to uh, enter, to jump onto to, uh, to, uh, Amy's website, which the address uh, is about to pop up on the screen. I'm a bit of an expert at this. I just go tap, 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 and there's the, the, the email address that comes up. 
It's going well so far. Um, but there we go. Oh, that's the other one. That, that's my uh, email address, which is good. My producer is uh, having fun with me, but that's okay. That's okay. But um, you, you enter and then you just, uh, uh, once you uh, buy any of the detour outfit that gets you into the detour group and you join us for breakfast. So we're going to have uh, the breakfast and we can word up our, uh, our pacer. Uh, Dan Hello. Jones, it's going to be something sensational. Yeah, what are you saying, Vaughn? I just want to do a quick shout out to yeah, my team because uh, they they worked pretty much well right across the weekend to to get the store up and running. Um, so we have like the stores all live and ready to go, so you can order stuff online. All the proceeds go to um, the Amy Gillett Foundation. Um, so we've got. All levels of jerseys. We've got our top level pro jersey right down to our team jerseys and big shorts and gloves and and all of those sorts of things. Um, the, the design is fantastic, and my design team uh, I need to give a huge shout out for because they had a lot of fun turning in uh, a lot of different um, uh, entries. Came they came in all warps of life. I can tell you there was photos on the backs of napkins where people had just drawn in a in a black pen and said make this bit blue and make this bit red. Um, and uh, so it's been a fantastic fun time uh, for us as. Well, so we're really looking forward to encourage people to jump online and buy some of the kit. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm looking forward to seeing it in the flesh. Nah, it's going to be a fa fantastic yeah, yeah. time. The kit's Sorry. going to look amazing, though. You'll be able to stand out, and like everyone will know who you are. <laughs> Those yellow <laughs> necks are bright, that's for sure. And that's exactly what we wanted. I, I think we'll stand out anyway, Katie, but for all the wrong reasons, but that's another, that's another story. Well, I, I don't think we'll be going too past uh, too many people. There'll be a lot of people going past us. Hello with Dan on the front, on the e-bike. Uh, Driving. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, Driving. We, we, we could keep it going a bit, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. So it's um, so Sunday, 24th of October. So uh, anyone who wants to join us, we'd love you to be a part of the uh, uh, the, the detour uh, mob uh, on the Amy's uh, Great Ocean Road Grand Fondo. It's a sensational day, Katie. Thanks heaps. I know well, that you're. I'm going to jump online. I'm yep. jumping online and buying a set. So and so yep. is my husband. He said he's going to get a set. So we'll all be representing. Yeah, no, sensational. Looking forward to it. So uh, all my all my mob will be uh, jumping on next week as well, and uh, yeah, it's going to be great. All right, well, Katie, thanks heaps for coming on. I know that you're in transit at the moment. You've got to uh, pull over and, uh, to to uh, jump on and join us. As always, fantastic job you're doing with uh, uh, Amy Gillett Foundation. And there's the address: amygillett.org.au. Jump on that website and have a look what they do. It's all about uh, uh, cycling safety, which is what uh, we're, we're, we're all about. So this is a wonderful chance to uh, to, to raise some funds. Uh, I've been talking with Dan. We've, we've got a couple of other ideas we've been working on, so we'll be getting into your ear the next couple of days, Katie. We've, uh, yeah, but, uh, all Great. Good. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. And Thanks, heaps. Awesome. Thanks, Katie. So much fun. Yeah, we might have to make one or two of those little crab versions. Oh, yeah. I just love that crab right. version. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. All right. It is good. It's a ripper. It's it? so crazy litty on the front. You can't beat it. <laughs> oh. All, All right. Thanks, guys. I'll speak to you later. Okay. See ya. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Um,
Guys, you've been sensational as always. So, uh, Phil, um, anything uh, news from Britain? Anything uh, updates you want to tell us about? Uh, <clears throat> I nearly choked then. That was a good start, wasn't it, John? First of all, the Great Ocean Road. Let me just, when you said that the lawn to Apollo for the, uh, is it the um, family ride or, or was it the. Yeah, Apollo ride? Bay to Lawn. Apollo Bay to yes, Lawn. Yeah. Apollo Bay to Lawn. Well, I, I did that ride a few years back with Phil Anderson who not long retired from the sport of cycling and he never stopped talking the whole way because he just loves the area he lived there at the time of course so down by apollo bay and always pointing out the views everything going to the ocean everything to that, waving his arms around almost knocking me off and riding at the same time at quite a rate of knots and anybody that hasn't been to the great ocean road it is not flat it is quite quite hard with climbs and so I never had a word in edgeways, and I was supposed to be the commentator. But if Phil had got paid by the word on that occasion, he would have been a multimillionaire. He was never out of breath, and he just kept on telling me all about the views, because I'd never been on the ocean road before in my life. And he's right, it is a beautiful road. So I really wish I was there to ride with you on this one, John. It's, it's going to be a fabulous day out. It really is. And let's, uh, let's hope they raise lots of money. Uh, for what is a fantastic foundation. We all knew Amy Safe. I had the pleasure of reporting on her before she was killed. And, yeah. and her memories have been kept going forever. I know her parents and everything else. Anyway, uh, that's that. Now, what's happening in England? Um, Tour of Britain's about to start. It's yep. funny enough, I used to be the organiser of the Tour of Britain when it was known as the Milk Race. And I, I was the director there for 22 years. And then there was a small gap, and then the Tour of Britain came back. Uh, in between was the Kellogg's tour, but unfortunately they thought the Kellogg's tour was part of the milk race because milk and Kellogg's go together. In fact, I've just had some <laughs> breakfast. And then the, when it all went flat in the end, uh, the, the Tour of Britain was reincarnated by a company called Sweet Spot and Mick Bennett, and uh, and it's going very strong and it's been gifted this year. It's a nice short tour. It's not hard. It's not hilly, but it's it. Britain is a very difficult area to race. But we've got some great, Val Van Art is here, Mark Cavendish is riding. Um, I think Dan Martin's coming. But we've got we've got a great event. And funnily enough, on uh, Wednesday, no, Thursday next week, I'm going up to the north of England, where I come from, of course, but a bit further even north than that, to Cumbria. And that's about uh, 350 kilometers from where I am here. And it just happens to be, my niece thought it was great I was going to visit her because I haven't seen her for quite a few years at her own home near Penrith. But guess what? The Tour of Britain goes right past her front door on the stage that goes from Carlisle to Gateshead. And by coincidence, I'll be there the day before. So I'll be out on the roadside cheering on the likes of the guys. I'm also happy to see Nick Lamini, who came out of the Tour de France when he was eliminated, um, the, the, the South African cyclist, because he's a good friend too. But I guess they won't be stopping to talk to me because I'll be along the route. Just down the road is the highest point in Britain, is Alston. So it's quite a hilly area. Yeah, it'll be all. I'm and looking start, forward to it very much. And I've got starting, starting down in uh, uh, Trevorrow country. Yes, is it Cornwall. Cornwall. It is Cornwall, yeah. yes. Yeah. I tell you that. And Cumbria, Cumbria is a long way. I've always been surprised that the Tour of Britain has got the support it has because it's not a place to place race. It's uh, pack your bags and drive for a few hours to get to the next start, finish, pack your bags and drive for a few hours to get to the next start. Because in a matter of a couple of days, they got from Cornwall uh, right up to towards Gateshead. 
which is on the northeast coast of northern England, right down from the southwest coast of Cornwall. Uh, and it's done in a couple of days. So, But the riders seem to accept the long journeys by road, and uh, they've always sent a great field. But the standard of organization is very, very good. That That's for sure. Well, Mick, Mick Bennett, uh, I raced against... Uh Back in the old days, in the yep. uh, early seventies, he was one of the, uh, the team's pursuit uh, team, the, the, the British team pursuit, who were world Two class. bronze medals in the, in the Olympics, yeah, yeah. and they the world should have, been, should have been world champions, but they gave it away. We won't go into that one right now. But Mick, they did uh, give it away, but I think that was did. a good call. Mind you, Mick was not in agreement with that decision. I can tell you, Ian no, Hallam no, was. No. Uh, and those that don't know, the the German team who were winning, uh, going into the last lap. Um, crashed, uh, mm. and uh, and I think they hit an official, which was the problem. Yeah, they did. That. They hit an official, and yeah, so right. the the Brits felt that they couldn't take the title because they were going to win it anyway, and so they got the gold. And in fact, the the British pursuit team. I'm talking all rubbish now, aren't I? But the British pursuit team were presented with the most sportsman uh, award of the year in Germany, and they received these fabulous Longines watches, which at the time were extremely wanted pieces of. Uh, Machinery. And, and, and to make Mick it even worse, Ian Hallam's got nicked out of the car. <laughs> Mick Bennett said, as much as it was very nice to get that award, he would much rather have had a rainbow <laughs> jersey. But anyway. Uh, Mick doesn't uh, take many prisoners. <laughs> I, I raced a lot of uh, crits in, uh, in Holland and Belgium and commesses uh, against Mick, yeah. an absolute legend of a guy. Um, yeah. Okay, so. We've got some exciting news about oh. uh, um, the the uh, Maldives, uh, our Amila uh, Maldives competition. Now, Jason Cruz, who uh, is an Aussie who runs that the, the, the uh, wonderful resort, has been you know very um, involved in the, the whole Kaleka uh, uh, fundraising that we're doing, and he's been uh, up in. So he's up the ante a bit more, and he's done a couple oh. of things. He's increased it from the five days to seven days. He's already increased it so you could take two and, uh, and two children. But if anyone is prepared to lift the offer up to $10,000, he's prepared to make it for four adults. He said because the the, the, uh, the actual suites are large enough uh, to have to, no problems with four adults. So it'll be full, full board. So breakfast, lunch, dinner for, for four adults for seven days. Uh, a drinks package. He's not going to give you free, uh, free, free champagne for the whole week. He reckons Australians drink him out of business. But the new, <laughs> he's right. the, this new deal is worth between eighteen and twenty thousand dollars US. So that's wow. about that's about twenty six, wow. twenty twenty seven thousand dollars. So um, if, if someone's prepared, so at the moment it's it's going to be seven days. But if you're prepared, they're going up to ten thousand dollars. Uh, which I reckon someone would be crazy not to. Two families can go, Absolutely. four adults. Uh, and uh, and I've been told to adjust my script because uh, the other one had, uh, you know, they were, they were a bit, what they, was there one word in there they didn't like? Reek, the reeking. So yeah. here we go. Go, mate. Located just a 30-minute seaplane flight from Malay, the Milo Maldives Resort and residences sits over crystalline waters of Bali Atoll. UNESCO World Biosphere Reserve. It's one of the largest islands in the Maldives. Amila has ample space for some of the largest luxury overwater beach, pool, villas, and residences. 
With leafy cycle tracks and secret beaches, Amilla is sure to exceed your expectations. There you go. That's fabulous. That's that. absolutely fabulous, Sean. Um, Jason actually wrote to Trish and I last week. Uh, he, I didn't know about this till just now, but he said that there are other plans afoot. He's he's really taken this conservation to heart, and we're so happy. Very nice guy, and whoever gets whoever affords to buy this, which is a giveaway price. I know it's a lot of money, but it's a giveaway price nonetheless for what you receive. Right. And I think the trip includes the, the small flight to the island, doesn't it? It does. It uh, includes yeah. seven nights in an overwater pool or, 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 or beach pool, villa for up to four, four, four guests, breakfast, lunch and dinner daily, uh, return seaplane transfers from, from Mali, uh, inclusive uh, of some other special you know, uh, seagoing activities. Uh, yeah. And Jason will look after you. It's going to be something really special. Oh, it's, it's, it's going it's, to be a whole of a lifetime. And, and yeah. Some of you will talk about for the rest of your lives for sure. So, um, sure. from the Maldives, it's seven nights—that's amazing. That's bloody cheap. Uh, it's yeah. just over yeah. three hundred and fifty bucks a night oh. per person. I know it's I'm amazing. I'm going to be on the, on the blower as soon as I get off here. Just ringing my mate's yeah. car. Yeah. That's, can why make that's, that's why he's got a drinks package, Vaughan, so you can't drink endlessly at his expense. There's, uh, I've just got some emails coming through now, so I reckon there'll be probably a couple of offers in there. But look, it, it, it yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't believe it. And I just thought we might have just time to see if my if my fingers can get it going. But we should do a quick uh, showing of your wonderful uh, Phil's uh, African Safari that's coming up. It'd be, uh, um, which is well, it's not long before we do the first ride now. No, I know, and uh, I know Dan and I are going I to be doing it. Train. I think uh, Vaughan, you're going to be doing it as well. So, oh, good. Um, nice to see you, Vaughan. You'll love it. Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's Phil Liggett here, and it's time to get my African safari on the road again. We're heading back to the Kareka Game Reserve in the Eastern Cape of South Africa, where animals, including the rhino, roam freely. We did four great rides in June, and now, with two new ones, we're set to go again. There will be eminent guests to answer your questions on the wildlife and also offer an opportunity to win amazing trips to Kareka. We'll chat to one another and you don't even have to ride thanks to Fulgaz who will set you up to watch on Zoom when you enrol and make a donation. We have four rides, one per month starting on September 19. They last an hour and if you have a smart trainer you can pedal your way through the reserve or you can just sit back with a cup of tea. In either case, knowing that your participation is helping keep the animals safe and free to roam. Come and join me, and all the information you need to have is at careca.co.za slash peloton, and let's go. Yeah, and Unreal. thanks to Jason, um, the careca is going to be at least $10,000 richer very shortly, and that, num that, that amount of money is so needed right now. There is no income uh, for careca at all, and with no income, we can't pay the anti-poaching teams to to keep the poachers off the off the ground. So, thanks, so Jason. Come and join me. You'll enjoy the ride. You don't have to ride, by the way. You can have a so that, that's a, that's off. an official. Is that an official ten thousand uh, dollar offer from uh, Phil Liggett? Is it? We're there already. Well, well, why not? Why not? <laughs> hey, why, no, I tell no. you what. I'd love to go to to Amia. I'd love to go there. I can't swim, but I can certainly paddle fast if I need to. <laughs> you can float around. We, we, we're going to uh, wrap up a second. We're, just, uh, we're going to talk about uh, today's stage. Yep. Now, it, that is a monster of a stage. We're nearly halfway before it gets its first official climb, but 
It's 202 kilometres, but the first 60, 70, 100 kilometres, it's, it's up and down all the way. It's just not categorised climbs. Then we go into a Cat 3, yeah. Cat 2, Cat 1, Cat 2, Cat 2 for a finale. So this is a real GCD day. Normally I would it say I'll let the breakaway go because there's such a race going on for that third spot. I, I think there'll be plenty of action. The, the, I think, but personally, I reckon there'll be two races. A break will go yeah. and we'll probably take the stage. But there will be a fantastic race going on for, for, for GC. I know Jack Haig would love to just take a little bit, of, a few seconds back away from Lopez and get a few seconds in front of uh, Bernal as well. So a wonderful uh, stage coming up. I think you're absolutely right, John. I think uh, the first hour will be carnage to try and get another big bunch up the road. And then it'll be a charge through the back teeth there all the way to the finishing line. And I don't think the break will get caught. But I think the GC will be decided now, obviously, in the time trial. I'm not so sure there'll be anybody attacking each other today. Uh, they're going to feel in pretty much like holiday mood in many many of the rides tomorrow. They'll be in Madrid for the time trial. Um, but I think it'll be a very good race. But I think every day has been pretty active. And, and I'm looking forward to it. Incidentally, John, you might like to know, there's 140... I'm going to get it right. 141 riders finished the Tour de France. 143 riders finished the Giro d'Italia. And we're currently down to 145 in the uh, Welter. So that's amazing. That we've got nearly the same number of finishes in all three Grand Tours. That's a little, little bit of rubbish info. See, I do things in my spare time. I'll see if my producer can quickly map. We've got the map there for the final stage time trial. But uh, for the first time in a, a long, long time, there it is. It's not in uh, Madrid. It's in Santiago oh, de Compostela. Compostela. That's the end of the 800 uh, uh, kilometres Pilgrim Way, which is yes. uh, when they get there. Yeah, that's yes, right. Exactly. Completely forgot it's about something, that. Uh, there's something pretty interesting about tonight's stage too. Um, also, I'm going to say it again. You should get up and uh, and watch it right from the get-go because although you've got Stora and uh, Bardet uh, first and second in the mountains jersey, um, in third is Primoz Roglic and he's only um, 11 points behind Stora. So Stora and or Bardet need to get in the break and go and get a few more points because if it does all come back together and uh, um, and they don't let enough people go away in the break and, not, and it's not well managed, you could see uh, Primoz jump over and all of a sudden take the mountains jersey. So I'm expecting uh, DSM to, to be working really hard to get uh, either Stora yeah. and Bardet in, the, in that early break to sop up yeah. those points on that Cat 3, Cat 2 and Cat 1, which are the first three climbs in the race. But, yeah, you're right if you're about that start too because it's bumpy and scary really. Like it could be an absolute... Yeah really high speed um uh because uh um, starts at the stage because typically what you see in these stages is, or what i seem to notice is that um you find that uh the you know someone like the the tour leaders they're trying they're making sure that the right breakaway goes and if one person gets in that breakaway that's not the right person suddenly the bunch is like bringing the speed up and it all back together yep. and then another bunch yep. goes so i'm going to be interested to see that first hour Yep. No, I think you're spot on. Uh, I, I think uh, Bardet and Stora will be both in the break. I don't really think Roglic is that interested in it. But if, but if they don't get in the break, you might take it by accident almost. But yeah. uh, So who's, who's your pick, Phil, for the stage? Oh, gosh. Another breakaway, Court Nielsen. No, because, <laughs> they've said, no, because Kukler said that uh, they're not going to take part today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I can't, I can't with that finish, I can't... I can't Think of bling, but I'd like to see a bike exchange win a stage. I must say, but I don't uh, think I, Yates, Yates, I don't know. 
It's a, it's a tough one to call today. It's a free-for-all and a lot of teams still to win something out of this race as usual. And I haven't checked today, but I think there's only about five teams left in the race with all eight riders too. So, and I've got nothing out of it yet. So yeah. we'll see. I agree with the break, but uh, what about you, Vaughnie? Who do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree with the break. I'm actually going to say Stora and he can get three stages as well. Exactly. But I love the fact that um, with what's going on in that, for that third place as well, um, whether the stage win is on the chance, but that third place is definitely up for grabs. So I reckon we're going to see Yatesy putting it on the line. Um, and um, and so we, I reckon we're going to see a really, really interesting sort of last, uh, that, that last climb because there's a few riders there that are going to be wanting to to get up to fourth or get up to third. I mean, I don't, no one's going to beat uh, Primoz, but I just still think that that, that um, uh, third place is still up for grabs in a way. So, um, and Bernard looks strong. Sure. A late yeah, decision. No, I'll I, go for Oliveira after he got beat yesterday. I think he was disappointed. Yeah, yeah. no, no. It's, he's it's, very it's, disappointed. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, yeah. to it. I, I, I've got a feel it'll be someone with the break. It could be someone like Stora uh, mm. or Bardet. Uh, that could be, they'll be right up there in the mix. Um, I'll go for Stora. Yep. Okay. Two for Stora, one for Oliveira. And we'll all be wrong. Never mind. <laughs> All right, look, thanks heaps. I'd just like to do a, a quick little shout out uh, to um, um, Peter Bartels, who's been one of our legends uh, in, in cycling. Uh, he was you know, Australian cycling president, uh, boss of the Sports Commission, when he was boss of Fosters and Meyer, always uh, organising a lot of funding. Uh, his lovely wife, Marilyn, uh, passed away just this week after oh. very illness yeah, yeah. one of the most beautiful ladies in the sport of cycling so just condolences to the Bartels family uh, oh. uh, with, we're thinking of you Absolutely. so um, tonight great stage thanks for heaps for coming on don't forget and I'm supposed to start with this youtube.com forward slash the detour podcast we love you to be a part of it I'm always going crooked Dan for not uh, mentioning this at the start so uh, he'll get stuck into me tomorrow but uh, it's been sensational our, our numbers uh, uh, viewers have been up uh, uh, quite a bit since uh, you Phil and Vaughan have been on the show so oh, no, no, <laughs> flat, but I tell you what I think we've away I think we've moved away from being the podcast. I think we've become just about everything now. And I think the variation in the show has been exactly. pretty good. I've enjoyed it, yeah. Apex Custom Oz, A-P-E-X-C-U-S-T-O-M-A-U-S.com. Jump onto that website. There's all the new gear there. Uh, we'd love to get decked out in the detour uh, uh, clothing. It's going to look fantastic. Look forward to seeing yeah. you. Down the Amy Gillett. Hey, Trish in the background. Go, Trish. Oh, and just come to take me away. <laughs> Goodbye, all. <laughs> Goodbye.